Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in, I am glad to have you on board. You're listening to Trash Talk with Dee Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 13th of November, 2023, and this is NBA Trash Talk Episode 5. Another crazy week of NBA hoops this weekend, or this week, I should say. We're getting the, the cream of the crop are really starting to rise so far this season. One team in particular that has moved on from one of their former star players, if we must say that, they're flying at the moment. And uh, they're definitely going to feature in our best of the best, the Philadelphia 76ers. They look like a completely new team without James Harden, while the team that he's moved on to, oh dear, oh dear. they haven't won a game with James yet. <laughs> Who would have seen that one coming? <laughs> uh, there's there's another there's another very very surprising team to start this season as well, which I don't think anyone would have seen them in our best of the best, but they are going to feature as well out west, as well as covering our best of the best. We're gonna we're gonna take out some trash, and as we know, I think Mr. Beard and the Clippers are gonna feature in that. We got plenty of questions again coming through on socials this week, so keep. Keep them coming at Trash Talk with D Bork on Insta. Keep sliding into those DMs. A new basketball fan actually featuring in question time this week, so I'm excited about that. We'll also check out our best bets for tomorrow. We had a reel on over the weekend. The in-season tournament on Saturday had a couple of bets there. Unfortunately, the OKC Thunder let us down on that occasion to Sacramento without Darian Fox. So it's a pretty poor loss from them, but they bounced back today. Unfortunately, we weren't on them with a win against Phoenix. So they've been a tough one to judge so far this season, OKC, but they will feature late, no doubt. Um, so why don't we start with our best of the best for the week? And as we mentioned, the Philadelphia 76ers at 8 and 1. They had a massive week. Uh, it included a big-time 106-103 win against their rivals, the Boston Celtics, especially coming off last season, losing Game 6 and Game 7 with you know going in at 3-2 ahead to, to head to the Eastern Conference Finals. They would, have been, they would have been eager to get a W here, especially without James, and they have a guy who is doing things for the Philadelphia 76ers right now. You can make an argument for, for not only, obviously, most improved player in the comp, but uh, MVP is also potentially a chance. Tyrese Maxey is balling. He is balling. Today alone, Tyrese dropped a 50-piece against Indiana in a 137-126 win. He had 57-5. and five. Joel Embiid also at 37, 13, and 7. They just look like a brand new team without James. They really do. They they just look like a they look like a happy bunch. They're far more connected. I think as we know, James would have brought Joel's vibe down. His body language was always down. I don't know. I'm I'm never been the biggest fan of James Harden. I'm not going to lie. And it's and it's evident now that given Tyrese has the keys to the city and. I think the vibe that he he and Joel have going on in Philly, it's it's only positive for this team, and they're making a, a big big case for, you know, one of those teams who can knock off Boston, who can knock off Milwaukee, especially the way the Bucks are playing right now. If Maxi keeps playing at this level, there's no doubt he's locking in, you know, an All Star berth at, at the very least. He's he's flying. He's got the boys going. They got another big big matchup against Boston this week again. 
and they'll be looking to looking to get two wins in a row against them. And there's there's no reason why they can't. They get Tobias Harris. You know, he's he's averaging just under 20 points a night. He looks to be back to his best, where you know he's that third option in Philly. You know, with James, it almost felt like he was a I don't know fourth option. He'd start strong and then completely fade away. You'd forget he was actually playing for him. But he's playing some very good basketball for him. And the Philadelphia 76ers are red hot right now, and it's good to see. It really is. Another team who's red hot, a team that we had penciled in to make the play-in tournament this year, but they have other plans. Minnesota Timberwolves are seven and two. What a week they just had! They knocked off the Celtics, the Pelicans, the Spurs. And also today, they knocked off the Golden State Warriors in their building. 116 to 110. Anthony Edwards, similar to Tyrese Maxey, is almost a lock for that All-Star game as well. 33-6-7 today. He came into today averaging just under 28 a night, just under 6.5 rebounds a night, and just under 5.5 assists a night. You know, he had a huge, huge World Cup campaign. He really did. And he's brought that into the NBA this season and has the Minnesota Timberwolves absolutely rolling right now. They look good. A guy that won't really get a whole lot of love but probably deserves it as a as a bit of a glue piece to this team is Mike Conley as well in that backcourt with him. He's just such a serviceable point guard. He knows his role. He knows he's not a guy that's going to give you 20 a night anymore. But if he can... If he can give you the bucket that they need and also distribute to a guy like Ant to make him that centerpiece, <laughs> yeah, this Minnesota team looks good. <laughs> they too. They've also got Rudy Gobert, who they're paying a lot of money for. I know that. But, you know, he's, he's averaging, you know, 12 and a half a night, just over 13 rebounds a night. But more importantly, outside of the numbers, numbers that aren't really going to show up in a, in a box score, Rudy's holding opponents shooting less than 38% on rim protection this year. So he's back to his best when he was playing playing in Utah. You know, he's now at the moment favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. And there's no reason to believe why he can't if he keeps up this kind of form. There was plenty of reports, obviously, early in the season that you know, it wasn't going to work, him and Cat, or this could be the last time they'll be playing together, but... If you think about it, it's going to be very, very hard to move on from these two. So this is almost their crew. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is owed $240 plus million after this season four, with four years left on that deal. So that's going to be tough to move him. So I feel like they've got to find a way to make it work, and they are at the moment, giving Anthony Edwards the green light to be the guy now. I think Towns has, has realized that because, he, you know, he's only averaging you know just under 19 a night and... and just shy of you know nine rebounds a night, which is which is good numbers. You know, if you're going to have Ant putting up those numbers, you need a guy that's going to average around twenty odd. I think they want those numbers to be you know slightly bigger, I guess if you want to call it that. But they're they're, they're finding a way and winning games well. You know, four and a, four and a week is is very nice and some big big wins too. So in a tough Western Conference, you've got to start hot, and Minnesota have done that to start the season. So well played to them. A team that I never, ever would have thought would have featured in the best of the best, especially this early in the season. The Houston Rockets. Rocket Nation, let's go. Six straight wins. Four in a week, they beat Sacramento by 25. Followed, up, followed that up with the, a win against the Lakers by 34. Then went on to defeat the Pelicans by three. And then today, defeated Denver by three. 
Who are these Houston Rockets? <laughs> Freddie Van Vliet has just come in and completely changed the culture of this team, I feel, along with Dylan Brooks. You know, this is a guy that, you know, was heavily scrutinized coming into this year. And they've changed things. They really have with such a young, young core that the Houston Rockets have with Jalen Green. They've got they're getting the best out of him. He's not overplaying his hand like I guess he was last season. Yeah, he didn't really have that direction. So he was just forcing up a lot of bad shots. But when you've got an elite point guard in Freddie Van Fleet, someone who's won a championship before, they're moving in the right direction. Alfred Shengun, Jabari Smith, you know, these are these are some young guys that if you get the right veteran leadership, which they clearly have under the helm, they've got a great coach in Emi Udoka as well. Maybe they could surprise people. Maybe they can they can sneak into that playing spot. They could cause some headaches for a lot of these teams who thought that, you know, last season I were playing Houston, we'll just walk in and get a win. Huh. Might have to earn it this year. Six straight wins. Well played. Well played to the Houston Rockets. We'll stick it. We'll stick in uh, Texas, and a little bit of an honourable mention. We've mentioned Dallas a lot to start the season as well. They're eight and two. They had a four and one week. Luca and Kyrie combined for sixty-five points today for another ridiculous win from them. They just keep putting up points. They really do. One hundred thirty-six, one hundred twenty-four win today in New Orleans. Their totals have just been insane. Like they put up 144 against the Clippers, and that game was a big talking point, obviously, with what Luca does to this Clippers team year in and year out. He had 44, six and six in that contest, and Kyrie had 27 on that on the night as well. They're playing some very, very good basketball right now, Dallas. They really are. They travel to travel to New Orleans on Wednesday again in that in-season tournament. So they go on a little three-game three game road trip. They've got the Wizards and the Bucks up next after that. And if they continue to get this elite play out of Luka Doncic, which it's hard to say you're not going to get because he is motoring towards that MVP trophy right now, they look good. They really do. And they're exciting to watch. Like, who who wouldn't love teams putting up that many points a night? It's, it's awesome to watch. We mentioned it before, Tim Hardaway Jr. is just firing on all cylinders off the bench, Josh Green as well, Dante Axum. They're slowly becoming, you know, Australia's second team outside of OKC, really, if you want to include Kyrie Irving, which I guess a lot of people probably don't. But they're great. They're great to watch. You know, Luca, Luca went in today averaging just under 33 a night, just under nine rebounds a night and eight and a half assists. So, yeah, if those aren't MVP numbers, I don't know what is. <laughs> Yeah, just a great a great start to the season for I guess all teams in Texas really. I mean, if you want to include the Spurs, like they're they're not winning a whole lot of games, but they're they're competing. They really are with Wemby, so they're another exciting team to watch. But yeah, that is the best of the best for the week. Those three and a half teams, I guess if you want to call it that. But after the best of the best, I think it's time to take out the trash. Alright, well, mentioned it before, the Los Angeles Clippers, they have lost five straight games, four of those games with Harden in the lineup, and just today alone they lost to the 2-8 and eight Memphis Grizzlies, who were 1-8 and eight going into that game, they lost to the 2-8 and eight Grizzlies at home, James Harden airballing a three to tie the game, ah... Uh, I'll be honest with you, I love seeing this because 
I I didn't love this move at all for the Clippers. I didn't. They're now three and six. I know titles aren't won in November, but you can very, very well lose them in November. And if they don't fix things quick, things could get ugly. They could. You saw Kawhi looked very, very frustrated today. He went 14-5-3 on 6-16. I don't know. They're, they're, they're struggling a lot at the moment, the Clippers. They really are. And if you, if you look at their stretch coming up, like they traveled to, traveled to Denver on Wednesday for that in-season tournament matchup. That is a huge match. It really is for a team who could very well be 3-7 and seven after that. And then you think, oh, we'll be right. We'll get things back on track. We play Houston at home. <laughs> The way the Houston are going on Saturday, I mean, they could very well upset the Clippers. I wouldn't be banking on the Clippers winning that game at all. So they've been very disappointing with James Harden. They really have. So they would want to fix things quick, smart. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to get ugly in LA. And yeah, they're going to be a lot of... It's a lot of head noise going on right now. And a lot of happy basketball fans, I think, particularly in Philadelphia. We're going to add one more team in the trash this week. It's a... Bit hard, probably one and a half to be honest with you. If we really wanted to add Milwaukee in there, we can. I know Damian Lillard's missed the last two, but they had a really bad week. They only beat the Detroit Pistons by two very easily. Should have lost that game. Uh, a bit of a late game crumble from Detroit. They went on to lose by two to Indiana. Indiana can put up some points, and they definitely did against Milwaukee. And then had a 15 point loss to Orlando. Like. They haven't looked good at all. Defensively, they're leaking just under 120 a night, and that is rare for a team who was so, so good the past couple of seasons, obviously with Drew Holiday, and they have looked bad to start this season. I know scoring's up and whatnot around the league, but that is not Milwaukee Bucks basketball. They also need a lot more out of their bench. They're getting pretty much next to nothing from them. And I guess if you want to call him your third piece outside of Dame and, and Giannis, you know, Chris Middleton's averaging, you know, just just over 11, 11 points a night. That's not enough from him, so you're going to need a lot more from him. Yeah, they're, they need to do a little bit of soul-searching, I think, right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. They really do. Yeah, you know, it's a big, I think it's a big week for them. They're 5-4, second currently in the central in the central division. Play Chicago at home, who are really, really struggling, and then travel to Toronto and Charlotte for the rest of the week, and then back up against Dallas on a back-to-back after Charlotte. So that can be a pretty tough week for them if they don't get it together quick smart. And I'd want to be fixing things on the defensive end of the floor for them before moving forward. You know, we know they're going to be fine offensively with Dame and whatnot, but yeah, if you can't be winning too many titles leaking that many points, you simply can't. You can't do it. Anyway, that is the trash for this week. Why don't we check out our socials right now and open up some questions here. Let's start with oh, our newest basketball fan, at Hey Girl Andy. She's just started watching some hoops, so she's got something for us here. How many times do you have to bounce a ball before you go in for a slam dunk? Well, there are plenty of players around the league that only need one dribble and then can take it from half court pretty much to the rim. Giannis being one of them, I'd say LeBron would probably be another one. General rule of thumb is that you're only allowed two steps before having to dunk it or shoot the ball. Once you take three steps, that's a travel. So two steps, your absolute max. Going back to my playing days, I'd say I'd, I'd take a few dribbles to gain a bit of momentum before dunking the ball. I think 
a lot of people are probably going to call me out for that, for never dunking it. But <laughs> a lot of athletes around the NBA wouldn't need too many bounces to gain momentum. So I'd say one to two absolute max for most. But yeah, there's, there's some supreme athletes around the NBA that wouldn't need a whole lot. But I hope you enjoy your hoops at Hey Girl Andy. Let's go to our next one at I Am Knox. What is the long-term cost of trading for James Harden? We all know the short-term benefit isn't showing. <laughs> it is absolutely not. We're seeing we're seeing some bad basketball being played from the LA Clippers, and it's a let's be honest, like right now it's a it's a circus having James Harden in your team. They're pretty much a laughing stock around the NBA right now. I think a lot of you know a lot of people would have thought. They'd be making, you know, I guess a championship move, bringing him in, having the likes of, you know, James and Russ and Kawhi and Paul George. But this is just, I don't know. There's some, there's some, there's some old heads, and I mean, we've we've seen it time after time, and it just hasn't worked with with James anywhere. The long term cost is that they've they've simply blown up their team for for nothing really, because they're not they're not winning a title. They've given up. They they thought. I mean, they thought they were, but you know, you're probably going to go into next season. James is like, no, I'm over this. I'll try and trade myself to another team. He's just a guy that just it doesn't work at all. So I would not want him as part of my team. Give me Tyrese Maxey all day, every day. I don't like. Hey, don't get me wrong. Philly probably won't be winning a title this year, but I'd say they will be going very close to winning a title before the LA Clippers will, as long as James Harden is on their roster. Thank you, Noxie. And good luck with the new arrival. <laughs> with mid- <laughs> We've got a question from at AJ Fraser to wrap us up. With Minnesota being now 7-2 and two, and them looking like a team we all imagined last year before injuries and zero training camp, bringing Rudy Gobert in, can this team, as you see them now, be a top four team in the West, a potentially conference finals team? Rudy looks like the Rudy of old. I agree, 100%. And part two of his question, also top five currently in your Defensive Player of the Year voting. I'll answer this this one on Minnesota first. As we covered, they were in our best of the best for the week. They were, I mean, they had a cracking week. They've had a cracking start to the season. Like we said, I, I mentioned the fact that I thought this team was a playing team going into the season. But they're definitely looking like a team who could... I wouldn't say a top four team in the West, but they're definitely looking like a currently like a top six team in the West. I feel like they'd have to try, they'd have to almost beat out Denver to finish in that top four for the division race. I mean, they could be a chance of finishing in the top four. I mean, they could be a five seed to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, you look at that Pacific division of you know the Warriors, Sac, Lakers, Phoenix, and the Clippers. Like they're all just beating each other at the moment, so they're they're going to hinder their division records you can argue that Dallas are probably looking like a top four team at the moment there along with Denver but it could be that OKC and Mini are definitely you know probably two of those teams that are going to contend for that four five six spot and if they continue to play the basketball that they are playing in Mini especially on the defensive side of the ball with Rudy and just letting Ant be Ant are there every chance in the world of finishing the top four will I say that they will I'm going to say no but I will say that they're going to fall in that five or six spot. I've got them ahead of that playing spot right now if they continue to play the basketball that they're playing because 
in terms of competing with teams that you thought would have been in that six initially, the likes of Phoenix and the Clippers, they're not looking good right now. I know there's a long way to go in the season, but especially as a younger team like Mini are, you feel like they're going to have a little bit more going for them this season, especially the way that Ant's playing, and you could argue that he could potentially win the MVP as well. So as long as they're winning games and continue to let him play the way that he's playing, then, yeah, they, they can. But I'm going to say they're going to fall just outside of it. But there's no doubt that they are almost a lock to make the playoffs this year in Minnesota. Top five defensive player of the year voting. Well, Rudy, who we've mentioned, is looking looking brilliant right now. I'd have him at, at the one spot. Bam at a bio. Miami also had a very good week this week too. I'd have him... In my Defensive Player of the Year voting as well, he's always been up there the last few years and you could argue that he's, he's just getting better better and better every year. He's a guy that you can you know, have guard out on that three-point line and, and defend all the way to the rim as well. So, yeah, I think Bam, Bam fits right in there. To wrap up our forward slash guard spot, I'll go with OG Ananobi in Toronto. I know they're struggling at the moment, but he's super, super versatile, and I reckon there's every chance that he could potentially be moved on. I know a lot of teams are after his services, so if he gets moved on to a I don't know, championship contending team, because Toronto right now are not, I think a lot of the a lot of the league are going to see how good OG actually is, because right now he's pretty much just going unnoticed in in Toronto. So if he gets moved on to a championship team, I would have him in my top five. Herb Jones as well in New Orleans. I know they're not playing super well at the moment, but they've dealt with a few injuries. The guy's super long. I do love this Pelicans team, and he will be a big reason for them winning games this season on the defensive side of the ball because he's able to guard from pretty much you know one through to through to four with how long that he actually is. So as long as they're winning games, he makes my top five, and then you can't round out defensive player of the year voting without the best defensive guard in the league, and that's Drew Holiday. Yeah, there's a reason why Boston are, Boston are winning a lot of games right now, and yeah, Drew Holiday's a big reason for that. You know, you look at his numbers, and it's not he's not setting the world alight, but he is an elite, elite defensive point guard. And there's a reason why Milwaukee are leaking a whole lot of points too, so that speaks volumes for that. All right, that was question time. As always, keep sending those through to at Trash Talk with D Bork. Loving the new basketball fans out there. Keep them coming. Follow away on Instagram and TikTok. Happy to keep answering as many questions as I can. As I've mentioned many, many times, it is my favourite segment of the week. Speaking of one of my favourite segments of the week, it's time to find some bets for tomorrow's NBA action. Been hard to do so far this season in the NBA, but we're going to do our best. Small card tomorrow, given that the in-season tournament is underway on Wednesday. So tomorrow we're probably going to go with, let's be real, one of the one of the best games of the day, which is New York Boston. Always, always very, very heated when these teams when these teams play against each other. And in the Boston Garden, Boston have been very, very tough to beat so far this season we're going to have a little same game parlay for tomorrow's action where let's see who we can target here 
We're going to go with Julius Randle, 20-plus points. I know he struggled to start the season, but has a decent matchup in this contest. He really does. Jalen Brown, 20-plus points as well in this one. And then we're going to finish that with Kristaps Porzingis, 15-plus points. You're getting plus 250 or $3.50 about that one. We'll lock that in for now. As always, we're going to look into hopefully betting the in-season tournament on Wednesday or every Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. We will be posting something on our reels. Just look out for our stories for anything that isn't reels related on at Trash Talk with Dbork on Instagram and TikTok. As always, this has been Trash Talk with Dbork. I hope you guys have a great start to your week. I'll see you all Wednesday for the NFL pod. I'm out.